0: 12, verses 28 through 34. It's on page 824 in your Q Bible. If you'd like to follow along, again, that's Mark 12, 28 to 34, page 824. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that, he answered them well. He asked him, which command is the first of all? Jesus answered. The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love your Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this You shall love your neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these, then describe. The said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all your heart, and with all your understanding, and with all your strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all who burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions.
1: Thank you, Dan. The other, just aside on that, is that line um, here O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's called the Shema in Judaism. And if you go the house of a Jewish family, often you'll see a little scroll that's in the upper right hand corner of the front door, uh, and contained within there is a really small parchment paper with that saying on it in Hebrew. So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, on this day, on this sweet summer day, calls us away uh, from the anxieties of this world we might be Leaning into or the to do lists we have for this day or for the things that have happened this week or that we anticipate happening next week, just bring us to this moment and open us up that your word, preached and sung and prayed, might teach us something new, some new way to live. Amen. So, again, from those texts, and Jesus said. The second is this You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And from Psalm 139 I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Self love. Self love. It's just a modern conceit, narcissism gone wild. It's the sin of being in so love with yourself, so in love with yourself that, like the Greek mythical character Narcissus, we fall in love with our own image and then cannot tear ourselves away for even one second. We are smitten with me. Nothing matters more than I, I who am the center of the universe. Because everything is always about me, right? Or, self-love is everything. A legitimate correction to years of humans just beating themselves up. Often encouraged on by a harsh puritanical culture. And a view of God as an unforgiving judge. Self-love is the highest of human virtues. To love and accept yourself fully, just as you are. Made unique by God, no one else quite like me in this entire world of 7.6 billion people. Self love. Yay, me. These two polar opposite definitions of self love embody for me the challenge of even talking about this notion of self love, self love. The notion that part of being human is figuring out just how to love oneself. But many folks tend to respond to such a concept with extreme opinions, either calling out self-love as the height of self-centeredness and self-worship, or declaring that self-love is actually central to the human condition, that if we are not fully in love with whom we are, we and this world are doomed to suffer. So what do you think about when I say that phrase, self-love, self-love, Do you get a little contemptual and think that everybody seems to get a trophy nowadays? Or are you relieved that to love oneself fully is no longer a cultural sin? For seven Sundays now, we've been thinking on and praying on and talking about love. God's love, human love, in all its forms. But this week's love, self-love, or felotia... P-H-I-L-A-U-T-I-A in the ancient Greek language is perhaps the hardest one to get and to understand, especially to live out in balance, as in not too much and not too little. Because those cliché extremes are true, too much self-love, and we do risk becoming like Narcissus. Do you know that story? Narcissus is the son of a Greek god. He's a hunter He's walking along and he sees his image in the water and he can't bring himself to look away and so he's there for a lifetime and eventually he dies never having moved away from looking at his own image thinking what a great guy the greatest ever in fact I am greater than anyone who has ever been or will ever be. Here's looking at you, kid. Now, maybe we know folks like this. Maybe even we struggle with the sin of super vanity at times. I know that I can get that way. I can have some inflated sense of self-importance, be tempted to think that I am all that. And we know, folks, we know times in our own lives when we don't think much of ourselves, not at all, when we don't love ourselves If we are not careful, this can be the byproduct of being too hard on ourselves, internalizing voices of harsh criticisms we might have heard from our parents or other authority figures, expecting perfection of ourselves, a life of absolutely no mistakes. And so then when we do stumble or sin, we are unmerciful in our self-judgment. We maybe even imagine that we are just not worth it. So when it comes to self-love as Christians, as folks of faith, what are we to do? How are we to live and to love? Friends, I think we need to seek balance. Balance. To reject extremism as we figure out how, as children of God, to love ourselves as God loves us. To have a healthy self-view. To realize we can always get better and do better and be better in this life. For me, I liken this balance to how I try and ride my bike, train in preparation for a long ride like yesterday's Pan Mass Challenge. The truth is, is that unless I train and train hard in advance of that 88-mile ride, unless I put in hundreds of miles, come ride day, I will stumble and I will fall short. I might finish, but I might really hurt my body and not have a lot of fun. And so I need a strong voice within that pushes me to stretch myself, to go a bit further, and to ride, to strengthen legs and lungs, to just do it. But I cannot allow that voice to go overboard or go crazy or somehow crucify myself in a way. Because sometimes this is what happens when I begin a ride. This inner voice pops up, and it says... John, why aren't you going faster? John, why didn't you get up earlier to ride? John, look at all those other buff and muscled riders. They are so much more committed than you. You who are so old. You who are clearly not going to be ready by the time of the pan-mass challenge. Pedal harder. And then biking, it's no longer fun or an escape. It's a chore. No thank you. No one here gets a voice like that in their head, do they? What I've learned is I need to accept myself as good and as called to push myself, too. I need to love myself as I am, and I need to strive for better things. I need to enjoy the grace of the ride and also to see if I can go a bit faster and a bit farther every time. Balance. In, step, in 12-step spirituality, that kind of balance is marked by the phrase progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. The truth that we cannot be God nor play God in life, be perfect, nor can we sit still and not continually push for progress in our growth as humans and children of God. Listen to the psalmist. I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Friends, God makes us, makes every person good. Good. God does not make junk. Listen to Jesus and his take on the greatest of all God's laws. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your strength and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as as yourself. Meaning, as we seek to love others, we can only do so if and when we remember God's call to love God and to love ourselves. These three loves, self-love, love love for God, and love for neighbors, they are inextricably bound together. We need to live out all three loves in balance. Self-love. We are not God. Thank God. We are not to crucify ourselves either. There is only room for one person on the cross, and he is already up there on our behalf. May God move us, then, to love ourselves just as we are, and to not stay that way, either. Let all God's people say, Amen. Our hymn of reflection is number 232, and the red hymnal, Spirit of God, Descend Upon My Heart.